This is Optimal Relationships Daily, episode 388. How to Partner with Your Partner by Shaleen Johnson of shaleenjohnson.com. And I'm your host, Joss Marie. Happy Wednesday, friend, and welcome back to the show where I try and bring you some of the best relationship content we can find. And today, I'm super pumped to share a post with you from Shaleen Johnson all about the art of partnering. And if you'd like to make sure and get all of Shaleen's posts sent to you, you can simply subscribe. But with that, let's hear Shaleen's advice on improving your ability to partner with your partner and start optimizing your life. How to Partner with Your Partner by Shaleen Johnson of shaleenjohnson.com Do you want to partner with your partner? Brett and I have been in business together for over 15 years now. We've learned that the secret to success is honoring and focusing on one another's strengths. Working with couples is something that is near and dear to our hearts because success is fantastic, but not at the expense of your relationship and the people that matter most to you. Couples that stay together don't do it by accident. It's hard work. And so is building a business together. So today, I want to share with you some tips about being in business with your partner that I know will impact you whether you're in business together or not. These are our three tips for a successful partnership that we've figured out the hard way. Three things that brought us even closer together as a result. Number one, recruit the interest of your partner. Brett loves coaching high school football because it gives him a chance to mentor young kids. I love teaching fitness classes at the gym because I love connecting with the people in my class and feeling their positive energy. Do either of those things make us money? No, but they make our lives rich. So together, we make sure we honor each other's passions. I might not get excited about the plays he's running on the field, but I do take an interest in the kids he coaches. On the other hand, while Brett might not get excited about my choreography or music, he shares my interest in the fitness aspect of things and also ran the logistics of the fitness business we previously owned together. And we do the same in our business today. But we didn't always work together, and we weren't always so heavily involved in one another's personal interests or hobbies. I had to recruit him. When we began working together in our business, I had to tell him how much I needed him and his strengths. When Brett was graduating high school, he was the number one recruited quarterback in the country. To this day, we have books full of recruiting letters from college football coaches that his mom saved, each one telling him how much their team needed his skills. I remember reading through those letters and finding one that really stuck out to me. It said, Brett, we need you in the worst way. Can you say that to your partner? If you want your partner on your team, that's what they need to hear. What are his or her strengths and why do you need them? How can you take a bigger interest in your partner's interests? And how can you include them in what you do? How can you recruit your partner? Number two, focus on your partner's strengths. The strengths of your partner will not change. This means that their weaknesses will not change either. I'm not going to lie and say that we don't frustrate each other sometimes, because we do. But we've also learned to take a deep breath and focus on each other's strengths. Brett honors my strengths and interests in personal development and social media, and I honor his strengths in the logistics of our business. While I might be the one in the videos, he's the one making sure it's possible for me by doing all of the planning, handling the finances, and doing the negotiating. He's a critical piece of our business, and there is no Team Johnson without him. His weaknesses are my strengths and vice versa. Rather than focusing on our weaknesses, 
We honor one another's strengths and let each person thrive in their role. Stop getting so frustrated with your partner's weaknesses because he or she is so strong in other areas. That's what I want you to focus on. Instead of being resentful and thinking, why am I always the one who, fill in the blank, realize whatever it is that you do, that's your role because you're good at it and it comes naturally to you. No partnership is ever 50-50 all the time. You're needed and you're there to pick up the slack where they are weak. And where you are weak, that's where your partner picks up the slack. You have roles. Start honoring your partner's strengths and put them into your recruiting letters. And number three, know what triggers a negative reaction in your partner. When you know what upsets your partner and why, then you'll take things less personal. Brett and I know each other's triggers and it enables us to understand one another and work together so much better. What is your partner's most negative overriding belief about himself or herself? It might take a deep conversation, but understanding their childhood and past will help you understand their triggers in your business and everyday life. For instance, I know that Brett's overriding negative belief is that his opinion doesn't matter. Growing up with a successful and domineering football coach as a father, Brett was conditioned as an athlete to respond to any message with a yes sir and move on. As an athlete, there's no arguing with your coach and there was no arguing with his father. While his father is a very loving man and never intended for Brett to take on that belief as a child, that's how he processed it. In our business, this trigger appeared when I questioned anything Brett worked on. An innocent question like, why do we have this scheduled on Tuesday instead of Wednesday? Resulted in him throwing up his hands and getting frustrated, assuming he did it wrong or his opinion did not matter. Now that we've identified and discussed his trigger, I know how to avoid it and frame things differently so that he knows how much I truly appreciate his opinion and what he does for our business. In my case, my overriding negative belief was that my value was determined by my ability to make money. When I was a child, my parents had a fire in one of their businesses and needed to borrow money in a savings account they started for me as a child. In an honest attempt to teach me about loaning money and showing me how they would pay me back with interest, I internalized the message as, I have value because I have the ability to make money. Again, my parents never ever intended for me to think this way, but as a child, that's how I internalized the message. In our business and life, this trigger appeared. If I ever felt that Brett was unhappy or stressed out, I immediately thought that I must work harder and make us more money in order to make him happy when in actuality, maybe he was just tired that day. Before I understood this belief, I was never able to stop working and truly enjoy the life we had created. Knowing this, Brett is now able to approach certain situations with me differently to avoid setting off this trigger. Do you know your partner's negative beliefs and triggers? What could you be doing that sets off these triggers? And how can you approach the situation differently? While this might take a deep conversation, I can't stress enough how much this can help your relationship and your business. What causes your partner to overreact? Understanding his or her triggers is the best way to help your partner understand where you're coming from, handle it, and take the emotion out of it. Be considerate of your partner's triggers and start rethinking how you can frame and approach situations. While it took us some time and hard work to figure these things out, they are crucial to the success of our marriage and our business. It wasn't always like this, and we certainly still have our tiffs now and then. But we've learned to focus on and honor one another's strengths and truly understand each other. It takes work, but it's so worth it. Because you're better together.
You just listened to the post titled, How to Partner with Your Partner by Shalene Johnson of shaleenjohnson.com. Such great tips from Shalene today, but I especially love tip number two about focusing on your partner's strengths. For a really long time, in the early years of our relationship, it was really important to me that Lee and I split most things 50-50. But I realized over time that that really didn't make sense because just as Shalene says, one partner's strengths may be the other partner's weaknesses. And if we focus entirely on our strengths and our partner's strengths, then we won't dwell on whether or not something is fair. Rather, we'll know that we are each giving 100% of what we're naturally good at. So thanks so much to Shalene for the reminder. But on that note, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. Thanks so much for swinging by. I hope you enjoyed the post as much as I did and look forward to seeing you again tomorrow with some content from Get Rich Slowly, where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this podcast, but also Optimal Living Daily, the show where I read to you from even more blogs covering finance, productivity, minimalism, personal development, and more from incredible bloggers like Derek Sivers, Zen Habits, Mark and Angel, The Minimalists, and all the ones you hear on this show too. So if you enjoyed today's episode and like taking amazing blogs on the go, come on over to Optimal Living Daily and subscribe to that one too. And together, we'll start optimizing your life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.